0: at the Great Stone Mansion, talking non-stop over his shoulder, smiling in proud welcome. As the carved doors swung wide, admitting a blast of Vorbar Sultana winter night air and a few glittering snow crystals, Roick stood to attention and mentally matched the other people exiting the ground car with the security list he'd been given. A tall woman held a baby bundled in blankets. A lean, smiling fellow hovered by her side. They had to be the Bothari Jessics. Madame Elena bothari Jessick was the daughter of the late legendary Armsman Bothari. Her right of entree into Vorkosigan House, where she had grown up with my lord, was absolute, Pym had made sure Roick understood. It scarcely needed the silver circles of a jump pilot's neural leads on mid-forehead and temples to identify the shorter middle-aged fellow as the bait-and-jump pilot, Artie Mayhew. Should a jump pilot look so jump-lagged? Well, my lord's mother, Countess Vorkosigan, was Baton, too, and the pilot's blinking, shivering stance was among the most physically unthreatening Roick had ever seen. Not so the final guest. Roick's eyes widened. The hulking figure unfolded from the ground car and stood up, and up. Pym, who was almost as tall as Roick, did not quite come up to its shoulder. It shook out the swirling folds of a grey-and-white greatcoat of military cut and threw back its head. The light from overhead caught the face and gleamed off. Were those fangs hooked over the outslung lower jaw? Sergeant Tora was the name that went with it by process of elimination, one of Malord's old military buddies Pim had given Rogue to understand, and, don't be fooled by the rank, of some particular importance.' if rather mysterious, as was everything connected with Lord Miles Vorkosigan's late career in imperial security. Pym was former Imsek himself. Roick was not, as he was reminded, oh, three times a day on average. At Lord Vorkosigan's urging, the whole party poured into the entry hall, shaking off snow-spotted garments, talking, laughing. The greatcoat was swung from those high shoulders like a billowing sail, its owner turning neatly on one foot, folding the garment ready to hand over. Roick jerked back to avoid being clipped by a heavy mahogany-colored braid of hair as it swept past, and rocked forward to find himself face to... nose to... staring directly into an entirely unexpected cleavage. It was framed by pink silk in a plunging V. He glanced up. The outslung jaw was smooth and beardless. The curious pale amber eyes... Irises circled with sleek black lines looked back down at him with, he instantly feared, some amusement. Her fang-framed smile was deeply alarming. Pym was efficiently organizing servants and luggage. Lord Vorkosigan's voice yanked Roic back to focus. Roick, did the Count and Countess get back in from their dinner engagement yet? About twenty minutes ago, my lord, they went upstairs to their suite to change. Lord Vorkosigan addressed the woman with the baby, who was attracting cooing maids. "'My parents would skin me if I didn't take you up to them instantly. "'Come on, mother's pretty eager to meet her namesake. "'I predict baby Cordelia will have Countess Cordelia wrapped around her pudgy little fingers "'in about, oh, three and a half seconds, at the outside.' "'He turned and started up the curve of the great staircase, "'shepherding the Bothari jessics and calling over his shoulder— "'Roick, show Artie and Tara to their assigned rooms "'and make sure they have everything they want. "'We'll meet back in the library "'when you all are freshened up, or whatever. "'Drinks and snacks will be laid on there.' "'So it was a lady sergeant. "'Galactics had those. "'My Lord's mother had been a famous Baton officer in her day. "'But this one's a bloody, giant, mutant lady sergeant "'was a thought Roic suppressed more firmly. "'Such back-country prejudices had no place in this household.' Though she was clearly bioengineered, had to be. He recovered himself enough to say May I take your bag, um sergeant? Oh all right. With a dubious look down at him, she handed him the satchel she'd had slung over one arm. The pink enamel on her fingernails did not quite camouflage their shape as claws, heavy and efficient as a leopard's. The bag's descending weight nearly jerked Roick's arm out of its socket. He managed a desperate smile and began lugging it two-handed up the staircase in Milord's wake. He deposited the tired-looking pilot first, Sergeant Torres' second-floor guest room.